0: It's time for VidPow Tube Talk, everyone's favorite podcast for video marketing tips. Brought to you by VidPow, your video marketing team. Do you want to hang out with the hosts and other fans of Tube Talk to get insider tips, tricks, and hacks? Join our Facebook group today at facebook.com slash groups slash tube talk. What's going on, Tube Talkers? This is Joshua Wethington, your Director of Video Marketing here at vidpow.com, and I have a very special announcement for you. Just like we recently had a presidential election, we had a little election in the VidPow office, and it was unanimous that I was going to take over Tube Talk so Jeremy can focus on other things, look at our YouTube channel for his new show coming out soon. And as my first official Tube Talk, I thought, what's the best thing I can do And logically, I thought, duplicate myself. So I invited Josh Horton onto the show. Josh, how are you doing?
1: Hey, doing well.
0: For those of you that don't know, Josh is legitimately one of the best Instagrammers in DFW area. He has over 200,000 followers. He's been featured on Ellen. He's done the top 10 ESPN trick shots. And then he's worked with just a lot of other YouTubers. And this guy is actually making a living in 2016 just juggling and traveling the world doing it. So Josh, just uh, how did you accomplish all of this?
1: Well, as you can imagine, there's been a couple of facets of it. Uh, so first of all, when I graduated from college, my plan was to be a full-time juggler and a friend started a was starting a social media agency on the side and wanted some part-time work. And so I started part-time and then three years later, I was like a manager at the social media agency and kind of almost gave up on juggling, was doing a little bit on the side. And long story short, I, I quit my full-time job uh, in social media about a year and a half ago and wanted to focus 100% on juggling. And my, my initial thought was to, to really focus on performing. But I was like, hey, I, I, I've got all the social media knowledge. I might as well try to build my own following. And that was a year and a half ago. I was, I was you know, I had the following of a normal human and now I'm at uh, over 700,000 total.
0: And that's combined on all your social media that, platforms, yeah, correct? Right. Okay, cool. I was like, Instagram really needs to update because they are not giving you <laughs> a lot of credit. So I'm looking yeah, at your profile right now. <laughs> 20 on Instagram. There you go. Which is not too shabby at all. So obviously, I think Instagram played an intricate part in how you got discovered. So I just kind of wanted to talk about some basics with you. And let's just start off with you know, just the basic top section that has your username, your bio, you know, you can put your real name there. What are some of your best practices for anybody that wants to be discovered on Instagram?
1: So you want to make sure it looks nice. First of all, I think, uh, you know, there's ways to mess with the the formatting and the formatting is not really great on your phone. And so my biggest tip is to have your phone open and have your computer open uh, using Instagram on your computer is pretty much worthless, but one thing it is good for is editing your bio. And so I would type what you want to do. And just, and I mean, just like line breaks and spacing and that sort of thing, when you do it on your phone, sometimes it, it messes everything up. So do it on your computer, what you think looks nice and refresh it on your phone and just to get it to, to tweak the way you want it. And that's just to make things look nice. I, I think you, you they give you a pretty good amount of characters in your bio. Uh, and so just having line, line breaks when you want them and whatnot, I think is really important just so it's easy to read.
0: I like how you're taking advantage of all the, uh, emoji love in your bio right now. You have your little email icon, you got the Snapchat ghost, and you actually have the finger pointing down to your latest YouTube link, which I think is very clever. So, and that kind of brings me to the next point is that you actually have your most recent YouTube video there in your bio. And what's so important about that, Josh?
1: you're allowed one link on all of your Instagram account that is going to be live or hot. And so the biggest thing I you know the, the the it's a mistake that I see all the time and I think it's one of the stupidest mistakes on all of social media and it is people pasting links in their caption of an Instagram post. When you cannot click on it, you cannot highlight it and copy it. It is literally worthless unless <laughs> someone is going you think someone's going to go to their computer and type in you know whatever the link is r seven six two one whatever 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 whatever. So unless you're unless you're t- typing to like your main website that's like, you know vidpow.com. Putting a website in an Instagram caption is completely and totally worthless. So you want to make sure you utilize uh, that link and really have it be whatever whatever you're pushing at the moment. If you're, when you're a brand, whatever campaign you're on, whatever your latest video is, whatever you're wanting people to see. Uh, make that your link on your profile and then what I do is whenever I post a new YouTube video I usually make a you know a teaser video or something uh, as an Instagram post and then in in the caption I don't I don't link link to it I just say link in bio and the phrase link in bio is very native very natural to Instagram people know know what that means um so using those those three words um will be kind of your your saving grace for getting people to click on that link
0: well, there you go. The three magical words of Instagram link in bio. Let's talk about a little bit about your posting schedule and how often everybody should be posting to Instagram. And I know I have a little craft beer side project where i review local texas craft beer and i have a youtube channel and an instagram and i have the worst um posting schedule ever because when i'm out at a bar drinking i have like seven or eight posts in one night and then of (laughs) course it's like two weeks before i'm back there and i'm ready for round two so what would be a solid posting schedule for most people on instagram
1: the most you can do without decreasing the quality of your content And so, you know, I've I've spoken to people on Instagram and they say the more posts the better, basically, as far as showing up on Explore is going to help you so much more because it's basically anytime you're getting likes or views or comments, you're more likely to be showing up in Explore. And so then the more posts you have out there, uh, it's just, you know, multiplying your chances of getting seen by other people and increasing those chances of getting shown in in the Explore section, which is that little, uh, you know, the search section where you can see posts by people you don't follow if I could have a quality video every single day, I would post every single day. Um, But I, I, I post about three to four times a week just because I'm, I'm at a point where I have convinced somehow 220,000 people to follow a juggler. (laughs) And I don't want them to regret that decision by posting anything less than greatness. So I I'm very, very, very particular about what I post. And I think it'd be almost impossible to have uh, something that, that, that's high quality enough on a daily basis. So I, I do three to four times a week, but for people that ha- have the content and can can keep their their followers engaged and active, uh, even multiple times a day is is a good decision. A lot of the like viral video accounts that have millions of followers just by stealing people's content, they post ten times a day, yeah. and they grow faster than anyone else. And so you know, it's it really is the more the better. But I just think it's all about. Uh, you know, not not sacrificing the quality of your content
0: yeah imagine you can't juggle a flaming axe every day on instagram i'm I'm watching your most recent video there and it's pretty amazing but that's probably yeah. something you only do maybe once or twice a week at most
1: yeah something like that but also people would get bored with it so. yeah
0: um so we you touched on the explorer section and i think you hinted at the more engagement you have on your posts, the more likely you'll be, you'll show up and explore. Do hashtags have anything to do with that as well?
1: Hashtags definitely do having those hashtags, uh, also help you get sorted into the channels. Uh, so channels are something new that Instagram recently, um, released and it, it, it's just for videos. And so that's when you're scrolling through explore, then it'll, the top one will be videos you might like. And then after that it gets to picked for you channels. So it'll be for me, it's comedians, uh, there's a food one. I don't know why it's hip hop dancers, because I don't like hip hop. There's sports <laughs> tricks. Uh, sports tricks make sense for me. Um, and then I've, I'll see other like hula hoop. Related, you know, there's a frisbee, frisbee players, soccer. So th- those are all defined by uh, hashtag. And then also, you know, there, there's, a, there's an algorithm that uh, takes into who, who you follow, who your followers follow, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So what insights can you give on hashtags? I know when we talked before about this, you said you personally don't like to put hashtags in your posts themselves. And you always are the first comment. And that's where you put all of your hashtags because you just feel it's a cleaner experience for your followers. What else would you recommend?
1: That's still my strategy. If you can, Josh, uh, go go, go right now to my my first comment. Good luck loading all of that if you can. <laughs> uh, so for me, it's not that big of a deal because I get a, a good amount of comments. So my, my most recent video has 800 comments on it. But for for brands that uh, or accounts that are smaller and that you know they're maybe only getting a couple comments, you really don't want those hashtags to show up. And so um, if you make your caption and then you post another uh, another comment with all your hashtags, those hashtags are still active and will still point to your your uh, post but hashtags are ugly uh, especially if you're doing a bunch of them and i I don't like hashtags in your caption unless it's a you know an an official campaign hashtag or what have you that you want to be seen and want to be clicked on Um, for me most of my hashtags are just for discovery uh, and so i don't want them to be seen and and if you're doing any discovery hashtags just like please don't put them in the middle of your sentence like oh i was going through the the Dallas hashtag park today with my dog. Uh, like That that stuff is awful. So put that in the discovery hashtags. And if you got there, so you can see I do, if you do hyphen, line break, hyphen, line break, hyphen, line break, um, I think you need four or five of the, the hyphens and then your hashtags, then as a comment, it doesn't show up as anything. Even if you have zero comments, people can't see your, Hashtags, unless they click on the dot 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 to see more.
0: Yeah, I just discovered that little hack here. So I I have hashtag juggler juggling juggling circus sir, yeah. circus surlay. I mean, you you are definitely have an A plus on your hashtag game here. But uh, the line break thing is a nice little hack that you learned here first on Tube Talk.
1: I have that saved in a notes file on my on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can't do the line break in your comment, so I have a, I have my, my the hashtags that I use uh, for a juggling post, the hashtags that I use for a trick shot post. If I do a soccer specific one, they're all they're all different. And so some of them are discovery, and then some of them are hashtags that I use to get picked up by big accounts, uh, which you know is very unique to the kind of content that I create. But there's you know these big sports accounts that if you, you use their hashtags, they they search through their their hashtags and will. Uh, consider posting your video to their account, so i, I grow by huge accounts posting my videos so that 's a really important thing for me so hashtag um, super underscore athletes uh, is from you know that that 's the official hashtag for this super athletes account that that has one point eight million followers that post my videos a lot nice. uh, so you can you can search if there's if there's anything like that for your brand and your industry or whatever if you, if you, if they're you know all they do is post cool videos or cool pictures of whatever you're in, you could definitely research the big accounts out there and see if they have an official hashtag that you can start using to get their attention.
0: So it seems like you have kind of like what I would call two groups of hashtags. You have like your core hashtags that you just, this is what you do and this is what you always want to show up for. Then you have kind of like this discovery plan set of hashtags to be picked up by other things and grow your audience, which is really ingenious actually.
1: Right. And then, and then the other two would be official or campaign hashtags that you want to get seen, uh, which I would put in the caption for any of my branded posts and then there's just like sometimes I'll put a hashtag in there just to be funny. Gotcha. Um, or add personality or humor or whatever. I, I I like to use hashtag Jug Life instead of Thug Life. <laughs> <laughs> so I do that one every once in a nice.
0: while. Nice, nice Jug Life. So one feature that's uh, come on to Instagram. I, I mean, it's not exactly a. Um, how shall we say it, a unique feature to the platform, but Instagram stories have kind of been integrated since me and you last spoke about Instagram. Are you experimenting with stories? What are your thoughts on that? Just real quick.
1: I need to start doing it more um, because I, I I believe the best part of Snapchat for me was being able to add um, the personality behind the juggler. It's kind of what I tell people when I talk about it um, because people can, you know, watch, watch cool juggling videos. And that's what I've been trying to do on YouTube as well. Uh, people can watch my my short, uh, cool, you know, forgive me, but viral videos and, and, you know, be impressed and click like and comment and maybe even follow. But they're not going to uh, feel a, a true connection until they, they see the person behind me. So that was something I was doing, I, I was doing really well on, on Snapchat with and people were starting to get to know me. But I still, like, I just haven't changed my behavior enough to post on Instagram like I do on Snapchat, even though I get way more uh, views on my Instagram story than I do on my uh, Snapchat. So I I try to do it when I can, but then the other thing I use it for is, this is all somewhat speculation, a little bit of truth, a little bit of testing that's been proven true, but approximately your engagement in the first few minutes of posting really helps you how your post is gonna perform, uh, specifically in Explore and getting extra views. And so one thing I always do as soon as I post, I post to my story and say, "Hey, just posted." Because people are more likely to see, you know, because th- there is an algorithm that's—it's not always chronological—and sometimes people might, not you know, they might not even scroll through their feed, but they'll see that your your thing is at the top of their list and highlighted that you just posted your story. So that's a good way to get some immediate attention for your post.
0: Or you can just do hashtag topless juggler, and I'm sure that will get you a lot of views real quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then the last part, man, I think I just told a dad joke. I mean, I got nothing on that one. I mean, Jeremy's rubbing off on me a little bit more. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, last thing I wanted to talk to you about today is just analytics. And now since also since we've talked a few months ago, you can now convert your Instagram account to what I think is called a business account. And that will give you some analytics and some insights into all of your post performance. So tell me how that's helped you. Well, for one thing,
1: it's been nice because I can see exactly how many followers I have. Once you get to five digits, you can see the 95.1 or whatever, but then then once you get to six digits, all you see is 222, right? So right now I have no idea if I have, uh, you know, if I'm almost at 2,223 or if I'm just barely at 220. So now you can see your exact followers, which has been nice. Um, You can see your, you know, information that I'm able to provide with brands has been huge, because for a while, you just kind of had to guess what your demographic was. So I'm able to tell them what percent um, for for gender as well as the age range uh, which has been really important for me and then the best and most important thing for me is when when my followers are online so I'm able to test out some some new posting times that I've, I didn't really think about doing before uh, because it kind of it has that same feature that they have on Facebook where it tells you where your followers are online so when, when you should post
0: yeah, I'm I'm looking at mine real quick, and you know, like I said, I post basically craft beer reviews, and I have my top time is 8 p.m., which makes sense, 6 p.m. But the thing that's odd to me is 8 a.m. is also very high for craft beer searches. So maybe somebody's trying to find that good beer for uh, their morning hangover. But I do like the uh, the gender and the age range breakdown. And the locations is very nice for you to work with influencers and brands when you start pitching yourself on that. Man, a lot of really good Instagram insights from you, Josh. I thank you so much for that. And how can people actually find you?
1: So it's, it's Juggling Josh on all platforms. But it also, it's I'm I'm the only only verified juggler. So I think if you type in J U G G, I'm usually the first thing that pops up. Um, and or if you type in Josh Horton. So.
0: Very nice. And that's uh, Instagram, Snapchat. I know you're doing stuff on YouTube, and I would imagine Twitter as well, correct? Yep, 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 yep. Yep, and be sure to kind of get off your mobile device, go over to the YouTube and check out some of Josh's videos. He's done a lot of really cool collabs that are on YouTube. I think you did one with Legendary Shots not too long ago, correct?
1: Yeah, that's on their channel. Um, We've we've done two trick shot videos that are both... Both two, two of my favorite videos I've ever done.
0: Sweet. And, of course, you guys can always find me at joshua at vidpow.com. And until next time, Dane, keep talking Tube. Like what you're hearing? Write a review about Tube Talk on iTunes today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Tube Talk.